Welcome, everyone, to episode 85 of the Matt Jones podcast, where we are joined for the first time by a high-quality actor of international acclaim who immediately has his phone ring, uh, Steve Zahn, somewhere between Lexington and Georgetown. Steve, how are you? I'm good. Sorry about that. It's okay. You're a busy, you're a busy guy. Uh, I I'm, wanted not, to do I'm not. And that's why I leave the phone on. <laughs> you hope somebody calls. I understand. That's my father-in-law. So I was like, well, whatever. I have to tell you, when I announced on Twitter that you were going to be on, probably the biggest reaction I've had to you to you coming on since we announced that Katina Powell, the woman in the U of L basketball scandal, the yeah. uh, the that you were the biggest reaction since I announced we were having Katina Powell. That should make you feel good. Yeah, that does. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, peeps. Um, well, I want to start. We'll we'll talk like acting stuff later. But I want to start with just a hum humanity question. You know, for six months we've all been kind of dealing with this weird thing where we're stuck in our houses, et cetera. What's that been like for you uh, during the whole COVID thing? Well, it's odd. Like yeah, it's odd for everybody, but but not odd for everybody. I mean, for some people, you know, there was this pause. And then they went on with their lives and went to their jobs. They just have to wear masks mm -hmm. and be conscious of whatever. In my world, um, we're shut down. Is that now. still the case? Like still nothing's getting made? No, it's starting to come back now. Now they're, they've, you know, all the guilds and stuff got together and they figured out the safest way of, of going about doing things. But it's still it's still trickling in there. It's still experimental. Some of the shows that, you know, have, have been around for a long time and that are on, you know, um, on sets, you know, on lots in LA, they're shooting a lot of stuff up in Canada and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, but it's been weird because when I come home, I love being home. Right. And when I'm home, it's, I'm not working. So it's a sanctuary and I, and it makes me happy, but, I, I'm always aware of possibly having to leave in two weeks. So it's been very strange to be here for six months and know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, Is it, will there be a, a period of time? I was sort of wondering if like six months, a year from now, we're going to have a time where nothing comes out for a long period of time. Do you think that happens? I don't know. There's so much. Well, yeah. Yeah, there might be a period of like the big stuff, mm -hmm. you know, the superhero movies or whatever. But I don't, I don't know. There's, there's so much content. There's stuff. Stuff is being made all the time, constantly. So yeah, I, I, I turned on something the other day, and I heard somebody talking about a show on Quibi, which I wasn't even. I didn't even know they had started Quibi. And then they were talking mm -hmm. about this and, and I heard the commercial say a highly acclaimed show on Quibi. And I was like, how could it be highly acclaimed when I didn't even know that the entity yes, it's on exists? But I mean, that's kind of the world it is now, right? It is, I mean, look, I got I, I have some stuff coming out and I don't know what that means. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, think about it. This year at the Academy Awards, people are gonna like, what is that? Where do I yeah. watch that? Or yeah, I tried to have seen it. I don't know. 
Yeah, I tried yeah. to watch so, you know, some of those movies debuted during it just on your TV. And it was weird. Like I wanted to watch The King of Staten Island, the movie with uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson and all that. And it was weird to think it was debuting and you pay $20 to watch at your house. And I had this existential crisis. Is it worth $20 to buy a movie? But if you went to the movie theater, you'd pay that. So it's just weird how things have changed. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's bizarre. But I, I'm, I'm gifted in that I don't more than an hour ahead. So I'm able to keep my sanity and stay happy. And so yeah. I'm just preoccupied with myself. I mean, my wife's a writer, so so she's working. So I just cook, clean, go to the grocery, go go to K. Roger, and uh, <laughs> you know, fix stuff. I was saying to you before we started that you're a guy who every person I know has a friend who sees you every day. Like if I were to go through everything that, that, so there's like somebody that goes, you know, he hangs out at a coffee shop out on Winchester road. And then another person would be like, you know, I see him in Georgetown all the time at those chicken restaurants. Like that's just where he goes. And I'm like, I, I you must be everywhere. Everyone has their Steve's on moment. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. And it's, but it's weird with masks now. It's kind of great. Yeah, that's true. Really people, people yeah. do you get recognized less because of mask? Well, I went to P-Rats today because the uh, dishwasher is gone. Yeah. And and ovens in the same day. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. So I went in there and I was like, hey, what's the, you know, what's the good dishwasher and what's the good ovens? And we had a conversation for a half hour. And then the guy, and then he goes, well, let's go back to the computer and all that. And then he was like, you still on the uh, Okay, you still live on that road. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, hey, you want to give yeah, that out? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, he, yeah, I didn't tell my name. So, so sometimes it's weird. It's weird. Like, I, I think maybe our eyes, our brains are recognizing people in a different way. We're looking at eyes because you know it what is I mean? tougher. Like, it's a lot tougher to to dissect. Okay, so somebody who for lack of a better word, performs in front of people at radio and television things. Right. Part of what I really do is judge reactions. Like that's a big part of sort of figuring out what's working, what's not working. Right. It's really hard to tell people's reactions. Like you don't, you don't right. know if something is hitting because so much of a reaction I've now kind of learned is your mouth, even maybe more so than your eyes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, if you're like, if you're like really ugly, but you have like pretty eyes, this is your time, man. <laughs> you've, been, you've been waiting for this. I understand. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I was made for this time. Well, let me ask you a question. I've always wondered this because you're in like, I, I looked at your IMDB to get ready for this. You've, you've been in 81 things over the course of your 30 year career, at least maybe more than that, but 81 on IMDB. And that's a lot of stuff. And you've told me before that like sometimes you'll get something and just do it a few weeks later or whatever. So how how does it work? Like how many things do you get offered? Do you how what percentage of stuff do you take? Like how does an actor like you how does your life work in terms of figuring out when you're going to be working on something? Well, you know, for me now it's it's like I mostly get offers. You know, so you don't have to try out. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't, sometimes it's better to audition, mm -hmm. you know, for, for people. 
because when you just get offered something, you show up and then your anxieties and your, and your, you know, that of performing, then, then you go, Oh man, I better prove that I'm the guy that they wanted in the first place. Right. Yeah. Whereas if I audition, they know they're like, Oh, that was great. You're, yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, but you know, obviously, but sometimes I'll say, you know, somebody will say, I, 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 there was something just recently and they're like, Hey, would you read for this? And I said, and I read the, I read the script and the part and I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of like if, if, if you, you, you have a pro football team, right? You're, you're, you're the dolphins and you needed a wide receiver yeah. and you, you, you zoom with that person. You go like, Hey, we're really, we need, we need it. You know, we need a new wide receiver. Okay. Um, could you, go in the backyard and have some, <laughs> like, throw some balls to you and you could like catch them and, you know, do some moves and stuff. Yeah, and weird. your response would be, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I mean, you can also watch the, you know, I played all, all the games season. I played. Yes. <laughs> I was in the playoffs. I had a really good game. You could watch that. So it's kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? I understand. That makes sense. Um, but like, so how much do you, like, how many things do you get offered vis-a-vis -vis how many you do? Oh, I get offered a lot more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, sometimes you, during normal times, I would get offers, you know, in, in busy times of season. Like now is a busy time, right? Fall, you know, this is when you go off and work. Um, that's where I always miss dove season. But um uh, uh, th that would be like a couple of weeks sometimes, you know, that kind of thing, or, or it might be more than that, or I, it's, uh, it's so weird. I mean, it's so fickle. I mean, sometimes you go through, you'll go through three months and you, yeah. you don't need anything. You're like, hello, right there. Isn't there any so like, work, okay. so the only way that I can sort of relate at all is in the sports media world you have agents who will pitch you to people and sometimes right. like the biggest people don't need someone to pitch them but somebody like me needs someone to pitch them so you have agents who will sort of read everything and think this would be good for steve this is you know is that kind of how it works yeah, I mean, if i get an offer to send it send like you know they might they might write a note with it like this is a pass but here's the script Okay. You know what I mean? Um, so they'll put their two cents in or they'll, they'll, um, but I, I get pretty much everything that comes in and have the opportunity to, to read it. Cause sometimes I go like, no, I, I like this or I might know the person and, you know, do it for different reasons. Is, yeah. my, is internet unstable? Is it? It's a little unstable. I mean, if you, if you have a way of it's, man. Why don't we try this? Why don't you just see if we can make this better? Why don't you turn your video off? I'd like to see you, but I think that's what keeps freezing and see if it makes it better if we're only doing audio. Okay, I turned off my video. All right, let's try this. I mean, I'd rather see you, but I think maybe this will make the sound a little better. If it doesn't make it better, I'm just gonna have you turn the video back on, okay? Do, uh, do people uh, watch this as well? No, they don't. But oh, But okay. it's easier for me if I see you, you know, to make it. Like we'll oh, cut this part out where we're talking about this isn't better. So just put the video back on. It, it it'll be what it is. It's it's fine. It's it's not. It's doable.
Okay. So you, yeah, just turn the video back on. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, see that one? I wish there was video for that. I, I, I was just getting comfortable. <laughs> um, so, all right, so I'll tell you an interesting thing. So I've seen you in 20 things. I've gotten to know you a little bit. So I actually think of you less as the movie guy and the person I know. But the yeah. thing that people, when I tweeted about you, that people bring up the most, I have never even seen and barely know exists, which is the whole Diary of a Wimpy Kid stuff. But there's a whole generation of people, I would yeah. assume, that, that that's what they know you for. And is that like become a predominant way that people know who you are? Yeah, it, it, it depends on how old people are. I mean, like now, like my son is 20, right? When mm -hmm. he was nine, that's when I did the first one. And I was like a god, you know, because he he knew those books, right? And I yeah. and I did them because I was like, these are going to be huge. My agents didn't know; they didn't understand that world. But I was kind of in that, you know, because you had a kid that age, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so now those kids are like, you know, you know, they can go to a bar, you know. So if you're at a bar and some kid comes up and says, "Hey, man, can I buy you a beer?" I love Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's very strange because it, it seemed like, you know, a year ago to me, and yet now there's this adult, you know, saying, oh, I love that movie. And, and you, you're kind of, you, you know, you, you have this rebirth, you know. Uh, that's the great thing about doing, like, kids' movies is because they, they recognize you because when they were a kid, and then, then they get older and they go, oh, oh, he's done that. Oh, that move. That's the is same. Strange, guy? It, is it strange getting into that genre? Like, I always think of like Ice Cube, who when I was growing up, you know, Ice Cube was NWA and like, I had to listen to Ice Cube with the volume down so that my mom wouldn't hear me with those words. And now like everybody knows him from, you know, daddy daycare or whatever the things is he, he does. And that's so strange to me that that's Ice Cube. Do you, is it weird being in that world? Or does it just fit for you? No, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you mean something, you just become some, some, a, a, a part of someone's subconscious. And I, I, it's fun for me. It's a game for me to like, try to guess as they're walking up to me. Oh, what are they going to refer to? Yeah. What is So my age, like if you're, if you're with a 40 year old, what do you get most? Like saving Silverman? Yeah, it'd be saving Silverman or, you know, out of sight or that yeah. thing you do or, you know, movies that you watched when you were watching movies. Okay, I did. I intentionally didn't read the story because I wanted to hear it from you. But as I was kind of researching for this, I saw a headline that said, Steve Zahn nearly died on the set of that thing you do. What does that mean? Oh, that was crazy, man. There was a, there was this big jib, which is a, is a big crane that holds the camera when you have those. Yeah huge shots you know and it's on a track and it's it's huge right and this was monstrous some of them are small this one was big and it takes you know a couple guys to push it and anyway they were setting that up and i was playing guitar i was in costume and i was at the sound booth and i had that my headphones on and i was i was playing to play that you know before we shot and there wasn't it was kind of the beginning of the day and I looked up and I saw these like fluorescent bulbs falling from the ceiling. And it was like an auditorium. I was like, 
that's how high this thing was. And I was like, wow, man, what is that? That's crazy. It was like a dream. And then I heard something. I look up and there's a dude, one of, one of the crew guys, and the whole thing is coming right at me, falling. And I, out of the way, and it went into the sound booth, the sound card, and, and, and it, just, it just missed me. And if he didn't yell, I, I would, it would crush me. And I went, and I, I, I was in shock. And then I, I was bleeding because I bit my lip. I was like reacting to it. I was like, Argh! and it was like bleeding all over the place. And the only thing I could think of is I didn't want to get my costume. Cause <laughs> that was, was your like, biggest worry. Yeah. <laughs> I was over at the, at the crack can like this. And then Tom Hanks came in and he, and he was like, he saw me and we were all joking around all the time. And he was like, <laughs> Like I was kidding. I was like, no, dude. Uh, so that, 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 let me, I mean, some people have moments like that in life where like, you know, you almost, if it's a few feet away, you could die or a second away. And they like have some sort of revelatory moment. Did you just like keep right back on what you were doing or did it have any effect on you? No, none. I don't, I don't see ghosts. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel, yeah, I'm not that guy. <laughs> Are you are you a, are you a religious person at all? Yeah, I mean, uh, I grew up. My dad was a Lutheran minister. Oh, really? Um, I grew up in the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah up in Minnesota. Um, I grew up on campuses. My dad was a campus chaplain hmm. um, until I was in high school, and that's when he had his first congregation, like you know, a church. Uh, before that, it was just like growing up on universities, which was really cool. And during the 70s and, you know, 60s, 70s, and it was fun. And uh, so, yeah, I've been, I, I, I grew up involved in the church. It was, a, and it was a real active church. My dad was an amazing minister, like a real literary guy who, he's just starting to send me his sermons that he wrote longhand. He never repeated anything. And he refers to, I'm reading them now, and I'm like, golly, man, he's just, you know, his references are to like, like World War One poetry, and yeah. like really fascinating guy, like um, a real positive guy too. It was all it was a lot of positive. He was one of the first guys talking about like, like the earth, taking, being stewards of the earth, you know, like. Um, um, Anyway, so, so yeah, I grew like up in a, the church. Not, not, a hell not a hellfire and brimstone preacher, but more brimstone. No, 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 no. We are sponsored by mybookie.com. Mybookie.com is your place. If you've ever wondered, where can I bet on games? And it may or may not be totally legal, but it's uh, but you can do it. And what are they going to do to you? Go to mybookie.com and the promo code is Matt Jones mybookie.com uh matt jones so uh you know you you ended up you you ended up starting and acting and i read the beginning which is you were at a play i think of biloxi blues or something and you saw that and you said well i can do that um and people got you involved after that but i was i was looking at your first seemed like acting acting gig and was it on a soap opera is that right that was insane well, that was my first, I had done a lot of theater, right? Okay. 
I'd, I'd done some great theater. And then I moved to New York. And so I moved to New York and then, and, and you know, I thought I was going to take the place by storm. You know, I was confident, young, cocky actor. And, and, and it was, you know, it was really difficult. And my manager, my agent, who is still my, my manager right now. Um, oh, really? She knew, uh, she goes, look, I'm going to try to get you in with these soap operas. And if you get like, they're called under five, meaning under five lines. And if you get a gig on a soap like that, and you maybe can recur like once a month or whatever, it'll pay your rent. Like, it'll be great. Just one day's work. So I went in and, and, and I got, a, I got a, a job on all my children. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, it was all my children. Yeah, Walt Willie. And, and oh, it, 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 I, I just revisited this, actually. Um, I just, yes. oh, it's crazy. And so, and I hated it. I absolutely. Because <laughs> you've been doing theater and yeah. now all of a sudden you're on a soap opera. Yeah. Stupid. And it was just, I didn't, I, 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 it was crazy to me. I just didn't get it. It was just like, you would go in, you'd go into makeup and they put like six layers of just like, you look, like you were dead it was crazy and then you'd go in and you'd do this like weird blocking rehearsal and then you'd have lunch and you'd shoot at like four o'clock in the afternoon you'd be there all day and and it's it's really an exercise in just memory can you memorize your lines if you're a soap actor you just get a script every day and it's like hey i got them but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's good you know so I don't know how they do it. And they still have some. I am shocked that there are still soap operas, but there's a couple left, like Days of Our Lives, and I think Young and the Restless still going. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, and I, I kind of was hinted, hey, uh, they want you as a regular, you know, maybe you could, you know, what do you think, huh? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, this is good. Uh, but it, uh, I was, I, you know, it saved my butt, really. Did it really? Yeah. So you could make you could make a month's rent in New York City for doing one day of a soap opera as just like an extra. Yeah, or, you know, remember, month, you know, my rent was you know five hundred bucks. You know. Yeah, but still, I mean, that five hundred bucks for just staying in there. Yeah, I mean, now that place is you know twenty five hundred a month. But um, but yeah, yeah, you could you you could you know that's back in New York when those are the days when you could wash dishes and live in the city. You know. Yeah, you that's can't do gone that now. That's gone. Yeah, you you can't no. do that now. My my girlfriend's there, and I know the cost is absurd. But it's crazy. Yeah. Um. So you do that. Is your first? Would you consider like your first big break? Like, I mean, you did a bunch of stuff, but I I first became aware of you with reality bites. Yeah, was, would you consider that like your the thing? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first kind of. That was when I was. Yeah, I really went. Oh, okay. This is diff- This is a different thing. Now, like the soap opera was weird because you, 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 you know, I've, do, I've done a lot of great work that I was really proud of. And, and yeah. then, and then, you know, your cousins, all they wanted to talk about was your five lines on. Was the soap yeah, opera. Yes, like, I understand. What? Um, yeah. But then, um, um, but then reality bites, you know, I did that and I came back actually poorer than when I went to do the movie because it, 
you know, just staying in a hotel for three months. Well, and you had no idea. I mean, that's a movie that I don't think anybody would have thought would have become, I mean, it sort of became like a statement for a generation, but I don't think anybody would have thought that would happen when you're filming no, it probably, right? No, but, you know, there were less movies back then. And, and you know, it was Winona Ryder who was mm -hmm. big at the time. And, and Ethan, Ethan and I were pals before that because we had done theater together. Um, so. And you're still friends. I oh, mean, yeah. I feel like you do stuff together. You did the movie you and I talked about, that Blaze movie. I mean, like yeah. he was, I think, the director yeah, or something of that. Like you, 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 is that like one of your closest friends in the industry yeah. probably? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we still, you know, we've got like a, um, like a text, you know, group that we, you know, it's him and, you know, Sam Rockwell and Josh Hamilton and, you know, See, now that sounds like the most awesome take. I, I have no idea if those people are cool or not, yeah, but like great. Sam Rockwell is great in everything. Yeah, I would feel like that would be an awesome group yeah, to, no, to, to be in. Yeah, you know, Justin Long and, you know, these, these guys that we all kind of, you know, grew up together in the business and, and we competed against each other for parts, but we're all just buds. And Do you feel like, like you guys all made it? I'm sure, do you feel like there are people that when you were starting that were as good as you that just didn't get the sure. break that just like, and, and is that like, and what, what do they do now? I mean, is it just whatever, or do you stay in contact with them? Um, there's not a lot of people that, you know, just because work keeps you, you know, like Ethan and I know that, Hey, we're going to, we're going to stay buddies. And the only time we're going to be able to hang out is if we work, we're yeah. not going to go golf. You know, so let's just do gigs together. Uh, do you play golf? Not really. I, mean, I was about to say, when, I'll play golf with you. I'll play golf with you, but I love playing golf, but I golf like once every like four years. That's fine. That's a good amount. I, I've got friends that bad, so it's perfect. I mean, I really but, but, it, but it takes too long. Well, I always say this about radio, like radio and television. There are certain people that are really good at it. But what gives you that first chance to show you're really good is oftentimes just luck. Is that, do you, is that like that with acting? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, you know, my, you know, my daughter is about to get into this world and, and I say, just prepare yourself so that when you go in that room, it doesn't matter what school you go to. doesn't matter what your dad's name is. doesn't matter how many shows you were in. It matters what you do in the room. All that other stuff might be interesting for about 10 seconds, but that's it. And you got to be so good that they can't ignore you. And that's it. And are you glad she's doing that? I mean, would you, that you, do you, look, yeah, I'd, so you want, you, I'd be the first to say, Hey, honey, you don't do it. You don't, you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I mean, would you, you would look at your daughter and say, you don't have it. Yes. Because, oh, that's because cool. that, that's a hell. If you know people that aren't very good, that just keep hanging out and doing it and going, it's like the lottery. It's not like the lottery. It's work, you know. Yeah, it's work. And uh, so, what, what is the sort of biggest production that you've been a part of? Because one of the things that's unique about your career is it feels like to me you've hit every end of the spectrum. You've been on blockbusters. You've been on the most indie of indies. Yeah. Is that a fair characterization? And what, what's, the, what's the big difference between those beyond, you know, budget, but like on your day-to-day -day work on it? Well, 
it's it's just the obvious stuff. I mean, you know, if you're on the set of, I did this movie called Cowboys, right, up in Montana. Tiny movie, tiny, right? Um, I mean, the only difference is the amount of people and trucks and crew and, you know, it's, yeah. you know, Planet of the Apes. Holy crap. You know, Sahara. Those were, those were, those were cities that moved. I mean, there were trucks and trucks and, you know, um, uh, uh, that, that was like a, I don't even know what that budget was. It was like over $200 million. It's insane. It's like a quarter billion yeah. dollars to make that movie. But there's no difference when the cameras roll. Same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. I mean, it would be the same thing if you were golfing. I mean, you, you still like, whether you're in a big tournament or you're just, you know, playing in a tiny thing. If you're playing at the, you know, with the open or you're playing, you know what I mean? You you still play the yeah. game in the same way. You still like concentrate the same way. You still do your thing, you know? Um, did you, did, did you, like, I, I saw you in an interview say about the Planet of the Apes that you were oddly nervous about that. Oh God. Was that because of the, the scope of the production wow. or, is it, or what made you nervous? What made me that? nervous is that I had to play a monkey, right? And that I had to do it, I had to do it really well with other people that had done it for years. Okay. Okay. So I was in that t small group with Caesar and, you know, and I, and, and I, on that, fir that first week, I was like, I, I have to do this right. I, you know. I have to move right. I have to be compelling as a, as an actor. I have to have like a, an inner life, you know, and all this stuff. And it's got to work. This is huge. And so I walked in on, on the, my set, which was if, if you haven't seen the movie, I, I, I live, they find me in this old ski resort, like this huge chalet, like enormous, like, and it was this built set. And I was like, Holy crap. This took a month to build at least a month. And this is my set. And this is why I'm the reason why this set is built. And I, yeah. I have to be as good as that set. Don't screw it up. Exactly. Yeah. With like 10 producers sitting there with their arms folded. Your first take, you're like, oh, dude. <laughs> but on something like that, on something like that, because you, again, you've, at that point, you've had a 20 plus year career and you've been very successful and people think you're very good. It's interesting to me that you still have nerves because I think that's really says a lot because I think some people would be so cocky, like I deserve this. You're still nervous 20 plus years later. Oh yeah. No, I, I have never known a real actor, a really good actor that didn't have some good amount of insecurity about their oh, yeah. work because it's not like I, you know, I, I hit so many home runs last, last year. And that's proof. I mean, you saw it. It went over the fence. So what I do is it's relative to your, to your liking, right? And we all feel like, we honestly all feel like this is the last gig and they're going to come and, and take your union card away from you and go, you had a long run, man, but we figured you out. You actually suck. And you know, oh, really? So you 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 still feel that way even now? Oh, totally. Well, like I, it, it could end tomorrow. Yeah, I, I pinch myself all the time. 
and yet I'm very confident as a performer. I know that I have a lot to give and I'm a pro and I can hit my mark. And I look, I, if I'm good, it's because I overprepare. I overpractice. I overdo it because, and that's mm-hmm. completely out of fear. See, I'm really glad to hear you say that because on a completely different level, again, my equivalent of Planet of the Apes was when, is when I now do once a week on ESPN radio nationally. I do these shows. Right. And I find myself, not before everyone, but before ones I know that are big, really nervous. And like, it's almost not crippling nervous, but just nervous. And, I, and part of me goes, does this mean like, this isn't a level I think I can do? I don't feel like that's what it is, but there's just a nerves of, I just don't want to screw this up because so many people have believed in me to get to this point. Yeah. And I think that's healthy. And I tell, I like tell my daughter, I said, it, when you stop being nervous before you perform, when you, when that stops, you're done. You're done. Mm. If, if, if going out on stage in front of a, a live audience doesn't make you nervous, then I, I don't know. What to, I, I don't know. You, then you don't have a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, all right. So I want to go back to a couple of things that are interesting about it. when the few, the few times we've been in the same place or hung out, you have, you have these people who come up to you and they're just like passionate about something you've done. But I think you probably would say it's not necessarily always the thing that you think is the best or you're most proud of. So you're on friends for like, I think one episode, right? That had, but, at, but friends when it was friends, like it was like, was huge. I mean, it nothing on TV's watch like Friends was during that time. No. Did it change? Like the next day, did people recognize you three times as much after Friends? Yeah. After you're on, yeah, Friends? that's a very strange. When that, yeah, when that episode aired, I definitely got. I had people recognize me, and remember, like, I, I, I've always had a really gradual thing with this whole recognition thing, and like, I always mm-hmm. laugh at people when they say like, "Well, you're a." You're a star. I go, no, I'm not a star. I'm an actor. That's a big difference. I, 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 for me, it was the, the tiniest gradual as far as people recognizing who I was, right? And the, the honest truth is that I, it wasn't until like movie 20 that someone recognized me or walked up to me at an airport. And I thought after Reality Bites, like, I'm happen- huge. Yeah. It's going to happen now. <laughs> and it doesn't. And I think even, and that was before when there was less stuff like Friends, there, there wasn't a lot of TV shows to watch, right? Now you can, yeah. I mean, my God, it's like, it's crazy. So, um, so now it's it, like, you can be on a hit show now for five years and no one's ever seen it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that that has to be really weird. There are things like... Like those Friday night CBS shows, like the Tom Selleck show, Blue Blood, like those things are huge. And I've never seen an episode. I wouldn't know who's in them. But like my parents, they're the only thing they watch, you know? Because they're used to watching television. They're used to watching network television, right? I mean, I've done a network show and they're they're really hard to do, man. I got to say, like they're, I mean, if you do a... You're talking about Modern Family? No, Modern Family is great. But I'm talking like if you get like like um, um, uh, I might uh, get an HBO Max show this week, right? That's the okay. show you want to do. You can, you know, it's 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 a lot looser. There's no commercials, so they don't write for commercials. There's, you know, network yeah. they write for 
I mean, if you're doing an hour. In and out. out. Yeah. It's it's insane. And even though it's a great script and you go like, oh, this isn't going to be like a TV show. You go into it and a week later, you're like, this is a TV show, man. This sucks. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you could be on a really, a, a, a really popular, good show quality that no one sees. I mean, I did Treme for four years. No one saw that show because there's so much out there. Which actually liberates. Is that right? Because Trimé is awesome, in my opinion. I mean, I think it's a great show. I think you are great in it. In in, and I'm not just saying that. Like, uh, my buddy, the turkey hunter, had never seen it and just watched it over the last few weeks, and and was like, "That that show is so good." So good. But it it wasn't really popular at at the time at all. Was it? No, not at all. No one watched it, man. I mean, my mom and dad and everybody's mom and dad watched it. I mean, and people in New Orleans or people that were that were hip to New Orleans scene or love jazz uh, or, you know, whatever. That's who watched it. But it lives forever, you know? I mean... That is a difference. Like, so again, my friend picks it up a few weeks ago and now loves it. That wouldn't have happened 10 years ago, five years ago. I mean, a show would just go away forever, right? A show like that. Right, I mean, most shows do. Most things you do just kind of like fade away. They're recorded forever, but people don't really watch them, you know? And that's why it's cool to be in something that, you know, is... is Did you have to learn jazz and all that to do that? Because, I mean, you play this character that knows everything about it and you even you know you have a musical part of it did you was that something you were into before or did you have to learn no i mean i i mean I, I play a little bit and all that so i i you know but but the whole new orleans scene i had to really dive into that and when we shot the pilot i mean i mean i i went to everything i went to every second line i could i went to every club i could i i just immersed myself in that city and for four years i did and i loved that city I mean, I miss that city. I hate that city, and I love that city. Why? What, what do you mean? You hate it and you love well, it? It just wear you down. You know, the first year you're going out, you're eating, you're gaining weight, you know, you're not getting sleep, and then you go like, okay, I got to stop. How do people do this? And then you realize yeah, that people question. live there. They don't. They just live their lives, and they have fun, and they're, but at the same time, you know, it's it's people from outside that come in and do that. But that lifestyle can yeah, that's why I was like, you know, I'd work for three days and then I had seven days off and I drive, I always drove, I never flew. And I drive from New Orleans back to the farm here. And when I left, I was so happy to go back home. I was like, oh, peace and quiet, man. Wait a minute, you would drive back and forth to New Orleans once a week or once every 10 days? Uh, once every other week, probably. I mean, that's a hell of a drive. I've made that drive many times, like through, all the way through Mississippi. You feel like Mississippi will never end. I know, Mississippi's a killer. Cause you think oh, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> you're not right. it's so funny what and i drove at night i love driving at night overnight i do too i do it. too so i would just i you know I'd, a couple apples and you know a podcast whatever and and uh um but you hey if you're in the middle of mississippi and you're running out of diesel i had a diesel truck that i drove and i was like you had a planet man there you better know where you're gonna stop yeah 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 so you, um, so you, 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 you have all these various gigs at this point in your life, you probably don't have to keep doing any of this. Does that make you more selective? Yeah, I do have to do it. You do. Sure. Okay. I mean, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't worked in, I haven't got a pay. Well, I mean, I Googled your, I Googled your, one of the things I looked at had your net worth. I was like, oh man, he must be rolling. Yeah, no, I didn't I've realize seen that it. too. I'm like, oh, really? That would be awesome. <laughs> it's really high. I think it was like, it was like $25 million. I was, I was like, like, man, I didn't know Steve rolled like that. Yeah, what I mean, is that? I mean, did they add up everything? Like when I was working on the, like a uh, roofing? You get a cut of all my children. <laughs> Every, you know, when you started corn detasseling all the way up to your last movie, and this is how much, yeah, that's a bunch of crap. Um, uh, no, I do, I do well, and, and I, I'm extremely fortunate, especially during these times. And I can't imagine how some people, I mean, I, I, I feel for people, I really do. Um, and uh, it's got to be horrible um, for some folks, and for me, it's hard, but um, um. But yeah, I, you know, even when I'm uh, crunched for money or, or you know, whatever, I, I, I can't help but try to do good stuff. I mean, it's just, it's just who I am. Well, you, you know, you, you, I remember it was interesting to me. So I want to go back a couple about a couple years ago. I, I really like the country singer Blaze Foley, and I heard, hey, they're making this movie about him, which I thought was kind of crazy because I didn't think that many people even knew who he was, and then I saw you were in it. And so I was like, hey, this movie's coming out. You're in it. Is it good? And you said, I have no idea. And you're like, I, I mean, I did it. I don't really know. Much. I was like, well, it's coming in Lexington. And you said, well, we should go see it. Mm -hmm. Well, we didn't. And I, I ended up not watching it for a while. I did watch it. And you're only in it for a little bit. But it was interesting to me. You do this movie. It's a movie that ends up being released, et cetera. And, and you, you didn't even know it was going to be released or, or that it was like, does that happen a lot that you don't see it or even know? Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but that was a different kind of gig. Like, I wouldn't have done that gig if it wasn't Ethan. Okay. And I, Ethan called me up and was like, dude, listen, I need your help. I'm doing this movie, Blaze Foley. I was like, I love Blaze Foley. He's like, yeah, okay, well, you know, and he explained it a little bit. And then he said, look, um, there's these three parts and I want to get you and Rockwell and forget, he was trying to get like Vincent D'Onofrio, I think, um, to play this part. And it was like, you're oil guys. And I was like, geez. <laughs> you, you were over the top oil guy. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, you guys can you're do whatever like... you want. And, he, and I was like, when is this? He's like, oh, it's like, you know, three days before Christmas. I'm like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> I can't do that. What do you want me to do? Come down for and then he's like, look, if if Sam, if you do it, Sam will do it. And I'm like, all right, I gotta call Sam. So I called Sam. I'm like, what are we gonna do, man? He's like, I I, I don't know, man. You got the kids. I was like, and I, I just remember going, like, you know what? We're not gonna see each other if we don't do this movie. Let's be like, yeah. let's stay, and let's stay and let's get like a room together and we'll at least be like old times. I was like, yeah, okay. So, so we all decided to do it. And then, and then Linklater did it. So it was just like, it was like reunion. I love that. I love the scene. Cause I'm like watching it. I didn't know who you played. So I'm watching it wondering when you're going to come on and you are, you guys are like over the top, like yeah, oh, Texas oil guys. It's, it's hilarious. It was, it's it was so much fun. It was just, it was like a reunion. And then Josh Hamilton was there. We're all old pals and it was great. It was like three days and just, you know, so I asked you when you did the radio show with me back a while back, I asked you, I was like, okay, so what was your, uh, 
we were talking about that show you did for uh for, for i guess amazon mad dogs because yeah. shannon the dude my co-host yeah. loves it like still today i said on my radio show hey i'm doing podcast with steve zahn he's like tell him i love mad dogs what are they doing season two and i remember you saying you hated that show and I, we ne we had to like go to break, so I never heard why you hated it. I don't like it like I, like Shannon does, but I thought it was all right. But you despise you know, it. No, I look, I I don't watch a lot of the stuff I'm in, not because I don't want to see myself, but because I just I you know I get busy in the barn or something. You know, I, I'm not a TV guy. I, I mean, okay, I don't, which I mean, you're an actor. Why would you be a TV guy? Why would you watch well, anything? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I like watching documentaries. I like watching, Okay. You know, I, well. I, I read, you know, stuff like that. It's just not part of my thing. So I watched about two, three, two episodes of Mad Dogs. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and it's a great, it's a fun, it's good show. I'm not, I'm not saying. That's <laughs> no, 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 that's not what you said before. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, no, no. Let me say it. it the, the product is good. The, the actual shoot was horrible. Oh, okay, guys. So the experience wasn't good. It wasn't good. The guys were great. We we're tight as can be, but it was just, it was mismanaged when, when you know, it was a real tough thing. I got, when I shot the pilot, we were there for one week before, and the pilot, we shot in 10 days. So I'm, I'm there for one week for pre-production in San Juan. The first day of shooting, I got dengue fever. Oh, I remember you saying that. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, and so I, I and I missed one day of work, and I worked for like ten days, just like pushing a, you know, a boulder up a hill. Man, it was like. So when I left there, I was like, "Oh man!" So that didn't help with my, you know, and then and then you leave, you shoot the pilot, and then, which is the first episode for people who don't understand this, and then it goes to the to the network or wherever, and that in that case it was Amazon. And yeah, back then they would order a ton of Amazon. I remember they had those couple of years, they would order a ton of pilots and then decide which ones they were going to exactly. do. And then there'd be like eight pilots or 12 pilots or 20 pilots, whatever it is. And they go like, we're going to make four of these. So they, mm -hmm. so at that point you're like, you know, you work out a contract like in a network show or any show, you're going to do one pilot that takes 10 days to shoot. Right. And you'll do a contract for five years or for three years yeah. or whatever, just in case it gets picked up and it's a big hit. So you have to think, well, if this is a big hit, I wanna make sure that I'm making a certain amount of money or get bumps or whatever. So a lot of times when I was younger, you get a pilot, it was like, it was like awesome pilot money and I hope it doesn't get picked up because we all just wanted <laughs> to make cool movies, right? It was always yeah. a risk, especially when you were younger because if you got on a TV show when you were younger, it probably would go, right? And people didn't cross from TV to movies exactly. as much. You kind of got, exactly. you kind of got. So pigeonholed. It was kind of like, oh, if this gets picked up, I'm, I'm out of the theater scene. I'm out of film scene. I'm just TV. Yeah. So you would do the pilot, hoping that it would not get picked up. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds weird to some people, but, um, 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 but this one was picked up, and I was like, okay, all right, I guess I'm going to Puerto Rico for six months. <laughs> You know what I mean? Hope I don't, hope I don't get dengue fever, fever yeah, again. Like, yeah. I, okay, I, when I left there, I was sick. Um, and, you know, I'm sorry if you, 
I, I love Puerto Rico. I've done two gigs there. The people are amazing. The food's outstanding. San, old San Juan is amazing. But I tell you what, it, you know, Puerto Rico is kind of the, the Cleveland of the Caribbean. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My, girl, my girlfriend's from Cleveland, and I, and, and I still get what hey, you're Cleveland's saying. Cleveland's actually so a pretty cool town. But, um, but you know what I'm saying. It's, you know. No, I when you're landing, yeah. you're like, oh, my gosh, those beaches are so amazing. <laughs> and then you get down there, and like, there are toasters everywhere. What is up with the toasters? <laughs> like, a lot of toasters. He's like, yeah, you, yeah. you know, have to walk through, like, a, you know. And, and so they're, they're, you know, that. So Puerto Rico has some, you know, I feel for them right now, man. I, I have no idea. Like, the film industry was, was really booming there. And it was yes, it was. But prior to the hurricane, hurricane. and I have yeah. friends there that lived there that were amazing crew, like top-notch crew. And I did a movie there called um, uh, "The Perfect Getaway," um, that was supposed to take place in Hawaii, but we shot it there, and it was great. It was beautiful. Um, but we were just it, it, what the reason I didn't like it is because of the production and we and they worked us too hard and and people, it was just it wasn't as fun as it could have been and it's really yeah. the greatest job in the world and if it's not fun it's a sin and that's why I, I can understand that right now you did now I go you told me you do you did that one Adam Sandler movie which was oh yeah what ridiculous. Was it, the ridiculous whatever right. but you told me that like Adam Sandler shoots are awesome because he just makes it to like hang out with his buddies. yeah they're the best and he's one of the most one of the most generous people I know I uh, like you know usually you go to these things I probably said this before you go to these shoots and they're like hey we're having a dinner tonight there's only eight eight people coming to the dinner and you're one of them you know, and you're like, you just dread it sometimes because you're like, oh, great. Who are the other yeah. seven? You know, will they have wine? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then you go to this, like, hey, you're invited to dinner. And I go to the dinner. The entire crew, the entire restaurant is just bought out. And the entire crew and all their kids and their families. And it's like, wow, this guy is amazing. He had daycare on set for the crew. Like, that doesn't happen, I guess. Of, you know, that's on. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so he actually got all that Netflix money and used it. I, I, I get the sense that he's almost like we have been with KSR sometimes, which is we've had some success. So we just use it to like hang out with our friends at the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. He kind of does that with movies, yeah, totally. right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, now. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, he's like, he's funny because he'll, he'll be the producer and he'll, but in, in, you know, he kind of directs in a way, but he doesn't, he, he, he loves being an actor because he likes hanging out and shooting the shit and having a good time. And, and just, he loves being on set. And that's me too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I love being on set. I love to work. I'm not as much into the whole after the, the thing. I, I, watch like what friends is watching the movie exactly i mean I, I i'm into the camaraderie i love acting i love actors i love writers i i funny people i mean you're hanging out with really funny smart people that's just you can't and you, you're working 14 hour days i mean it's it's great it's really fun. you have you have a reputation every time i tell people i know you 
they all assume like you're some kind of stoner because of all the things you've played over the years. Like they all, I, I, I'm not, it's weird because I don't find you like that at all, but everybody just assumes that you're going to be a stoner. Have you found that in, in oh, at various ways that people sort of have that expectation of oh, you? Sure. I mean, when, you know, when I started working and get, being recognized, it was for playing roles like that, but you know, a month prior to that first role, I was playing an ingenue, and, you know, in some Moliere play. So it's just, it's just depends on, you know, what you kind of get pigeonholed into, you know, and, and I was that guy for a long time. I was like the stoner guy, you know. But you also, I mean, you, so Jared Lorenzen, who of course you, yeah. you, you knew, one of the things I always liked about him, but I also sort of felt sorry for him is that he was known as a football player that everyone loved, but he was also known for being heavy. So people, when they came up to him, were always excited to see him, but would make jokes with that I always felt were terrible. Even I don't think they were trying to hurt his feelings, but I think it did. Now, that's not what happens with you, but I watch when people come up to you and every, not everyone, but a lot of guys come up to you and they want you to do something crazy and they're like, ah! like they're like yelling at you and stuff like does that ever get older you just like hey that's part of it and i'm cool with it no most of the most of the time it's this is part of it and i'm cool with it i mean there are days yeah. when you're not in a good mood where you just had a fight with your wife or you're you know just like you're having a bad day right those days it sucks yeah. in those days sometimes you you you, you know you, you shouldn't but you say like you know what man get out of my face, you know, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You, All right, let me ask you about- You could be in an airport going to a funeral. Yes. And what do you do? Yeah. Tell them about the funeral you're going to? No, it's tough, sometimes it's hard. Let me ask you about the Kentucky part of you. So you move here, you, you, your wife's from here, you end up living here. I know you grew up in a smaller place, so it wasn't a huge change for you, but it is a completely different world than the acting world. And I don't know how many people, are there very many actors like you that sort of still are in the industry, but live just kind of in the middle of America? I don't feel like there are a lot, are no, there? No, not, not a ton, but um, look, when I was younger, when I was like, you know, 23, I lived, my wife and I lived in a cabin in Pennsylvania. That was unique. We were like the only people, right? <laughs> in the yeah. that did that. But at my age now, there are more people that that don't live in LA and move to you know that um, move to where where you know my my yeah. my business partner Rick Gomez is an actor. He was in Band of Brothers and stuff. They live up in Sonoma County, you know, and and that's where they live, you know. And it's so so there are more people I find as I get older. But um, you seem to have embraced like you seem to really love Kentucky. I think that's one of the things uh, that people in Kentucky. Yeah. Why do, why do you love it? You know, brag on us a little bit well, as a state. Um, it, it, I'm a huge history buff. That's all I read, really. Uh, American history and um, fascinated with, you know, military history and, and all that. Very, very active at the Perryville Battlefield. Um, um, doing a drive, everybody should uh, become a member of the Friends of the Perryville Battlefield. Really? You're involved in that? That's interesting. I've been there. I, I think a lot of people don't even know that's there. I didn't know you were involved. Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great place. And, um, um, preserving land and all that stuff. Uh, um, keeping that place going. But um, but uh, um, this place has is 
aside from being beautiful and all the things that are obvious, it's, it's really its culture and its, and its people, and which relates directly to history. It's got a history. And you know that when you, when, when, when you come here from the outside. You know, New York, it, that doesn't exist anymore. Those neighborhoods are gone, right? All, the, yeah. all that character's gone, right? You can go to Little Italy, Little Italy, but it's just named Little Italy and there's a couple of restaurants, right? Chinatown's no kind of Chinatown, but, but. No, it's, you wouldn't, you, there are places in Brooklyn that look like different planets than they did even 20 years oh, ago. Oh, totally. You know. But here you get yeah. a sense of history. You know what I mean? You got your families yeah. that, 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 that settled here and they're still here, you know? There's something about this place that I just, you know, and I'll never leave it. I, I you know, never say never, but, but, um, but I, it's really a paradise. And, and, you know, my friends live in Sonoma County, California right now. And I'm like, you guys got to get out of there. You guys have to, and they, you know, you, they know that. It's everything's on fire. You know, I said, you guys, it's, you know. You don't have to be there. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you know. So you, 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 and you've become kind of, not kind of, you've become a full-fledged Kentuckian. You mentioned, I mean, not only do you farm, you mentioned dove hunting. I don't know how many people outside of, of this area dove hunt. Um, yes. You, uh, you, you get involved even in local political. I mean, you, you were involved in some political stuff. Like, uh -huh. it feels like you've fully embraced being a Kentuckian. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I still, you know, the funny thing about Kentucky is you, you, it's like, how long have you been here? You know, you're like, let's oh, go on 17 years. They're like, well, someday, you know. <laughs> Wait, and then you go like, yeah, I've been here 17 years. I love it. Where are you from originally? You know, and it's like Minnesota. Well, I think part of it is, I do think part of it is people are surprised that you or someone like you would want to live here. They feel good about it. Like, I think that's one of the things that's interesting. We're used to having all of these people from this state have success and leave. Yeah. Well, but there's not a whole lot of examples of people having success and coming here. It just doesn't happen, really. And I think people are really, like, proud and happy that you do that, that you've done that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, you want to leave kind of like my daughter wants to leave right now. I get it. I would too. Yeah. And I'm like, you just, uh, she, I go like, do you ever see yourself coming back? She's like, absolutely not. Okay, but my wife was like that too when I suggested. But that's what I was like. I left and I went and I never thought I would come back. And at 30, I was back. Right. And my wife. And I said, let's move to Kentucky. She's like, no, we're not. I was like, well, we're not going to live in your parents' basement. We're going to have like a cool place. It's going to be awesome. Because <laughs> I'm worth $38 million. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the internet says. Yeah, I, the internet, I tend to believe yeah, it. Yeah, trust it. Anyway. All right. Uh, UK football. So you, I guess you're a moderate. You're, would you say you're a big sports fan, moderate sports fan? Or did you just, like, like what made you sort of pick UK football as going to be your thing? Well, UK football, see, I, I was, once I, look, Robin and I have been together since 90, right? And that's when I was indoctrinated into the, into the world of University of Kentucky 
sports and i and i and i loved yeah. it and, I loved and we were it. terrible <laughs> and i and i loved the whole you know i i just loved how it was such a buzz with this family and it was you know this it was always talked about and it was really exciting and i didn't experience that um where i grew up as much right uh, because it, I, you know, the, like the Golden Gophers playing in Minneapolis, St. Paul, right? That's a huge city. It's not, it's not the center of you know life. Yeah, you're like, right. Here it is. Um, it's like this weird tribal thing, which is really infectious. And I and I and I caught it, and I was like, yeah. And I started caring, and I started getting upset, and I was like, wow, this is interesting. And then when I moved here, it was another thing that I was so excited about. I was like. <laughs> you know, and then Bill Curry was running the option, unfortunately, yeah. and it wasn't as exciting. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, but yeah, it's it. Look, I'm not. I'm. I you know, I can't sit down and like like you. I'm amazed at uh, what you can keep in your head, and 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 that's that's amazing to me. I I just like being a part of the of of the cult. It's fun. I know football yeah. really well you know i know the game i played it um uh, basketball i love basketball never played the game so i don't really understand it on that level um um do you like i mean you gotta like that we've gotten good i mean it, it like that's exciting oh, right have you enjoyed great. no it's amazing um last year was the craziest year of all time i mean that was the craziest <laughs> So what do you like during games? Okay, so like, you know, there are various fans, there are people who just, like my parents can watch it and they root for Kentucky, but if they lose, the game's over and they don't care. Um, like I'm pacing back and forth and like it affects my mood. Like, what are you? I'm the same. I mean, I, I honestly, I used to watch like games inside and when the kids were young, my wife would, I, I was so loud and I was so animated <laughs> that I was literally kicked out. To, to and I had to start listening to the games on the radio. And so you wouldn't be allowed to watch them. You'd have to go yeah, and listen like, to them on the radio. Yeah, get out of here. The kids aren't dead, you know. And I was like, this is a huge house, and they are far away. And you know, it was like one of those. Things. Um, <laughs> I love it. But um, so I still enjoy uh, when the weather's right. I, I enjoy listening um, to the games in the shop because um, I find it's. It's, it's more calming for me. I can actually do something. I can do stuff and listen. And if I'm just inside, I get crazy. There's a great picture. Is it? There, there's a great picture of me and Henry, my son, and we're standing. <laughs> I like to get it. And it's, it's like a final four game or something. And it's just big, big screen TV. And we're both standing, you know, we're both like, and we're <laughs> we're standing like a foot away from the television with our arms <laughs> yes. right in front of it I, I always... so what do you do so what do you do on a big win so when we win the national championship in 2012 or when we beat penn state in the citrus bowl or whatever like what do you do in the big in the big moment well in 2012 i was in new orleans so that was oh i remember no i remember <laughs> we have this great story of i think it was the did you go to the sec tournament that year too no 
Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I, no, I went. You did. Yeah. I know what you did because as I was, yeah. <laughs> as I was driving away, you were either walking or on your bike to go to like go somewhere, and I was like, I think that's Steve Zahn. Oh my butt. And it was sure. it was it was you. You were like leaving the arena with like a sad look because we lost we that lost game in the finals. Dude. We lost to Vanderbilt, and you were on your bike, and I was like, Drew, I think that's Steve Zahn. We didn't know you then, and he was like, No, I was like, I think it is. Is, and it was I told that was when I was doing Tremaine I told the production during during the NCAA tournament I said if they are playing I am not working <laughs> yeah do you better get hip to this if you're not a hip to you know college hoops you better because I won't be here and I'm not that's not like a threat I'm just saying like I won't be here so if you schedule something you're screwed and they were like yeah and they were just laughing. I said, no, I'm absolutely serious. I'm going to be at the games. Again, because it was all in New Orleans, you had to think that was like heaven to have it there, yeah, right? And they were like, and they were actually paying attention. And they were like, okay, well, um, uh, it looks like they're playing. I was so, I, I remember a couple years ago, you told me that was you. I was so happy to know that was you on that bike because I could have sworn it was I you riding that bike and you were leaving after the van again. Vanderbilt. Well, um, so so now you go into this year we're gonna be really good i I, you, I talked to you though you're not gonna go to the games is the coronavirus like are you still nervous about it don't want to be in crowds is that kind of the sure. thing yeah i mean it's a pandemic well i mean but you're looking at me like i'm crazy i agree with you but there's a lot of people that don't i mean like you know there'll be people there i think if they if they open it up we could have half the crowd probably uh yeah that's crazy to me I mean, look, you know, it is real. And, and I mean, I, you know, I tell people, it's like, look, I'm wearing a mask because I want to go back to work. Okay. <laughs> yes, I care about your was, ass, but I want to go back to work. So, I, and I don't see. So it's not, for you, it's not about humanity. It's like, I want to go back to work. work. That's why I'm wearing right, a mask. So uh, just Are put your mask on and uh, then everything will be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a big deal. And I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm not fearful to go outside, but I'm I'm just cautious and I'm I'm doing what I think you should do as a citizen that cares about people you don't know. Are you? I know in 2018 you got sort of involved in that in politics and the Amy McGrath race. Are you get Are you involved at all this year? Or are you kind of sitting this one out? How can you sit this one out? Well, I don't. Is, but I didn't know if you. No, I didn't is, know if like this you is know. A, this is pretty big, pretty 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 big moment I think in history. So, um, yeah. Um, before I let you go, uh, what what's what's the next thing someone could see you in? I know I see you. Have, there's like a mini series coming oh, yeah, out with Ethan, you in it with Ethan Hawke. He's playing John Brown, uh, abolitionist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, he. Uh, well, I know a guy named John Brown who lives in Middlesbrough. I didn't know if they'd made a movie about him, and no one told me. <laughs> it's so about that right. guy. <laughs> and that's why it's not just uh an hour it's eight hours long because that guy's fascinating <laughs> he's awesome <laughs> that would be insane um anyway yeah so uh, we did this we did the showtime uh thing called the good lord Bird, which is a great novel and uh, it's about it's about uh john brown the abolition I, I, I play it i'm in one of those episodes you're gonna have to whatever you're ruffling with there it's causing the mic to screw up there hey you, you worry about your stuff 
No, I'm just saying you're talking about the show. I want people to be able to hear you say it. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so, uh, yeah, The Good Lord Bird, and I think that's next month, comes out on Showtime. That, that would be pretty good. That looks really good. And then I did a movie yeah, I, called Cowboys, which mm -hmm. uh, was at the Tribeca Film Festival. It won the best actor in that at the Tribeca Film Festival. Wait a you did? I did. That was cool. Um, and it won best script. That, that should have gotten more attention. You won best actor at the Tribeca. I feel like I should have gotten yeah. a text or yeah, something. A Not from you, but from, because that would be bragging, but just from something like, that's awesome. Yeah, Congrats. This year, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, things are so weird and distant. Anyway, so, still though, that's a big deal to win best actor at the Tribeca yeah, Film Festival. Cool Congrats. Thing. And, and, uh, and, and the better, what's great about it is that movie was sold. I mean, sometimes you go to a film festival and it doesn't really, you know what I mean? It's like, you, you get to the festival and so what mm -hmm. if it doesn't get bought and released then no, <coughs> no one sees it um and then <coughs> i have allergies i swear to god i get tested once a week um um and then i did a movie called gringa where i played i saw that i don't know what that what is that it's another i shot it down in mexico that's the last thing i did and uh it was a blast um, down on the, on, on the Pacific coast, I played this like expat drunk bearded, uh, pro soccer player turned. Oh, really? Yeah. Turned, cool. Ex soccer player that turned, uh, turns just surfer. That's all I do. And my, my, my daughter finds me and wants to live with me and she's, you know, 18. I teach her how to surf and she gets me sober. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a nice. So a, I haven't seen it. That's it. So well, well, what I'd like to do, if you would, is at some point um, during the football season, have you come in and sit in with us on the radio again and just do I'd football love you stuff. Call me, man. I'm, you know, I, I'm, it's so nice to be here in the fall. I gotta say, because yeah, because usually gone. I, I'm gone, right? I, I get to like two games or whatever, you know, or one game. Um, but this year I'm here and now we have this crap. So, you know, it's like, but, uh, but yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh. Well, thank you for doing this. I, I mean, I think everybody would assume this about you, but I just want to make sure everybody knows like Steve is the nicest. I mean, he has no reason to give us the time of day and yet you always do. And I, I really do appreciate it. God, anytime. All right. And, uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you uh, Thursday. I'm going to have Jonathan Martin of the New York Times to talk about the presidential race.